Hey, hello, everybody out there listening. Uh, Welcome back to the Elevate Experience podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Seth Provencio. Um, And welcome back to the podcast where we talk about Elevate, we talk about recovery, um, we talk about holistic living, you know, and, and, you know, being better people than we were yesterday and helping as many people as we can along the way. Um, For those of you listening, I have a very special uh, guest with me today, uh, Mr. Greg Fry. Hello. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. Right on, Mr. Greg. You know, um, you know, and and for those of you who don't know, um, if you if you're familiar with Elevate um, you know, and our location in Watsonville or the Santa Cruz area, um, you'd know that Greg Fry is our phase two uh, group facilitator for our Elevate uh, full program, which is our 60 day residential inpatient uh, program. Um, you know, during during the phase of this with what Greg really does, which is really cool, um, is that, you know, as our with the client experienced, uh, you go to treatment, uh, you go to detox and it's very chill. You know, it's very kind of, hey, man, just, you know, just detox yourself and, and try to get your yourself back on your feet mentally, you know, physically, emotionally, but at a very slow, very like uh, cushion landing from the last run that you know, someone gets on before they come into treatment. Um, and then they come into what we call phase one, where, you know, clients are very fresh, right? They're very fresh from uh, wherever they came from and the lifestyles that they came from. And it's kind of a very grounding uh, experience for one to do phase one, which at Elevate is mindfulness. And we really drill mindful meditation and present moment experience and experiencing and grounding uh, into people who are early in recovery uh, while they're at our program. Once they've done that, and that takes about, I call it about three weeks for someone to finish phase one, they move into phase two where they're a little bit more grounded, you know, and then they meet Mr. Greg Fry, right? And, you know, at this point um, in clients' programs, they're uh, rather grounded and more open to diving into what really led them here and asking the big questions of, you know, why I used and, and, you know, what I need to change about myself, um, they become very self-aware, right? Which is rather uh, fitting for phase two. The title of that phase is self-awareness. So Greg, please tell me a bit about, you know, about your experience with your area of the Elevate program. It's quite an extensive portion of our program phase two. Yeah, it's interesting. And I've been, I've worked with clients in all three areas, phase one, phase two, and then the uh, final phases where they're starting to um, make plans for the future. And it's interesting in the beginning, um, there's a whole lot of just providing structure and figuring out, uh, you know, how things work um, and getting themselves uh, grounded, as you said, or acclimated. and then in phase two, you start asking the uh, the deeper questions. You know, a lot of a lot of things about. Um, I've been telling clients lately. You know, really pay attention to your internal dialogue, like the way you the way we speak to ourselves. You know, says you know so much, and so much uh, in addiction, so much of our personal identity can be tied into um, the things we've done, the addictive behaviors we've had. Um, 
and trying to you know break that and shape a new identity can be it can be both wonderful and a little intimidating um we did a uh, a check-in on personal identity today and kind of where everyone's at with the process um and it's such an interesting an interesting thing because it's something we shape um and we shape through our relationships and um you know the people we surround us with um and it's something that's constantly changing and what i love about um my experience as a counselor i feel like i am continually changing and shaping you know my identity as i go um so it's it's so interesting how often you know i i practice what i preach or at least I, I try to yes. practice what I preach. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Good answer, you know, and and that's kind of exactly what I was about to ask you next, you know, which is, you know, talking about personal identity and and in who we are. Uh the cool thing about Elevate is that every person that you deal with when it comes to program delivery is an Elevate alumni, right? Is a, is a graduate of an Elevate program. Uh, whether it's our location here or our location in South Lake Tahoe, um, you know, everyone you deal with in, as a client when you're kind of looking for answers is somebody who has answers, right? And who has been through it and who has grown and who has developed their identity. Um, and I want to ask you, like, when when clients go to phase two and they meet you, mm-hmm. who are you to those who are listening? Like, who is Greg Fry? Like, where are you from? You know, like, uh, how did you grow up? Mm-hmm. I'm uh, from the Midwest originally. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, and lived there for um, roughly the first half of my life at this point, um, and then moved to California um, about 24 years ago or so. So I've been in California for some time now. Um, and I lived in the Bay Area from, I, I consider myself um you know, from Oakland at this point, that's where I had, uh, you know, very long uh, part of my life. Um, And then recently moved down here to Santa Cruz. Right on that 24 years ago, from you being in the Midwest in uh, St. Louis, was it like, uh, was it a decision where you're like, man, you know, I'm going to Hollywood or (laughs) I'm going to the Golden State, I want sunshine, I want beaches or what everyone thinks California is or well, I learned to surf real quick. Oh, man. That's cool. Is that is that why you moved out here? No, no, I moved out here. So uh, it's interesting for a lot of my life. I was a winemaker for uh, most of my life. And that's why I moved to California. Um, And uh, which is very interesting, because now I'm a drug and alcohol counselor. That is very interesting. Yes, yes, it is. Um, And that's kind of where I was uh what i was thinking when i was talking about personal identity for me i mean i really have had to um change my personal identity because so much of it was um intermeshed with uh with alcohol um and it's 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 fascinating it's it's a wonderful thing um you know new opportunities to uh shape and define who i am as a person um but again, you know, it's it's um, it can be a little intimidating at times. Oh, definitely. A winemaker. Is that a sommelier? Well, a, a sommelier would be. Um, no. Uh, oh, see, I, if anyone I, knows I was... the answer to this, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was I was the guy getting dirty, um, crushing grapes, um, spraying down tanks covered in wet all day long. 
Um, it, yeah, it was, it was right an inter- interesting part of my life. It, that's, that's very interesting from going to being a winemaker, right? Where I would, I would assume that, you know, like say, say like a mechanic, right? If you're a mechanic, you're at home working on your own car, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your uncle's car and your, your son's car and your wife's car and all, you know, everyone's car, like as a, as a winemaker, was there a lot of this maybe there's there is no dumb questions but was there a lot of alcoholism in that industry uh for for me there was <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah totally um and you know it was it was something i had a relationship with um and it took me a whole lot you know at when i was uh, in my program uh, it took a whole lot of convincing and um I remember <clears throat> I remember my program having a counselor that um I had uh, basically told me I was in denial. And, oh wow. And That's I blunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was the last thing I wanted to hear. I uh, uh he kind of challenged me on something I had brought up in a group and um and basically I I was my point was I was not going to be told that I needed to get sober. I was, uh, was no way that was, that was my decision and mine alone. Um, and he told me I was in denial and the rest of the day I was fuming. I was deemed, <laughs> it was taking up so much space in my head. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's still bugging me. And finally, this is as I was, you know, I was a client in the program. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm, I'm like going to bed and I'm like, you know, I just want to get this, uh, you know, from causing me <laughs> internal stress. <laughs> and finally, I'm like, you know, maybe I'll just try to see it his way. I'll just, I'll just try it out. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, that started to relieve the stress I was causing myself. You know, just, just consider it as an option. And this is sobriety as an option. Um, and and then from there, it, it took me a lot of convincing that I was able to do it, live my life without alcohol. Um, and uh, it, it for several weeks, I, I know I, I didn't quite have the confidence. And then as I started to put things together and started to really enjoy, um, you know, my life uh, as it was, as I was putting it together, um, newly in sobriety, I became more and more confident. And suddenly it's like I, I started making decisions that um, that put me in the direction of, of having a good life and recovery. I started looking for things to do to help me out in that way. You know, that's awesome. You know, it's it's a real testament to what you've done. We'll have a group of clients, call it 13, right? Show up to a group and and we run the group and and some some people, some things hit, some things land, some things don't land, you know, but a lot must have landed with you, you know, because in different parts of the program, you know, are more accommodating to different individuals from different, you know, walks of life. Um, but then to have you go from that to being someone that I've worked very closely with mm-hmm. for as a coworker for about two years now, and, you know, you being the group facilitator, you know, or the primary counselor for phase two, um, you know, a lot must have worked. You've made a lot of decisions mm-hmm. and, and you've grown a lot the same way that, you know, like I think about my own story and and coming in from where I came from and and becoming, you know, a program support supervisor. It's like, yeah, a lot of a lot of our identities from where we are, we make these very small decisions, you know, 
mm-hmm. um, that lead us into into really big people, to giants of recovery, to people who guide people, um, you know, through the very impressionable stages of their rehabilitation journey mm-hmm. right, in inpatient residential, which is rather a big deal. Do you remember? It's funny because I ask myself this question a lot, like mm-hmm. doing the role that you do now, you had, when you were a client, somebody else did that role, mm-hmm. right? Do you remember from that group, like maybe from your phase two experience, something that changed for you or something that clicked for you that you've been able to apply like within your life or, or push you forward in your recovery? Um, let's see from that, um, that time in particular, I, 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 I like what you mentioned about the, the little, um, little changes we make. And I will, uh, stress this to clients a lot, you know, just making, little adjustments to the way we do things maybe setting small goals for the day um we'll start to build momentum and we'll start to uh, you know put those healthy habits into place and they will pick up steam pick up steam pick up steam and um build from there um and i, I remember a couple changes i made early on that were uh <laughs> they seem so inconsequential but um uh it, it started getting the ball rolling uh, one of which was um, getting out of bed when I woke up every time I would not, um, um, uh, you know, hit the snooze button and, uh, you know, yeah, sleep in. I, it started to change my focus to the mornings from the evenings, um, which was a big change for me um, in sobriety. Uh, so that was that was huge. Um, eating a piece of fruit every day. That was another big one, uh, which is a very small thing, but it's something I still do to this day. Um, You know, and from there, you know, I started to make bigger changes to uh, getting my schedule more structured and, you know, showing up on time, Um, (laughs) not being that guy that was um, always late and had an excuse. Um, Yeah. Uh, You know, things like that, you know, a couple things, uh, you know, led to really good, healthy habits. That's awesome. And that's one of the things that like that I admire you about you the most is that like you show up every day on time, you know, even before I get there. Like I came in today and I was like, oh, there's Greg, you know, already, you know, doing his group notes. Like you're very disciplined with your routine, you know, and, and it's also cool to work out with you because we have the CrossFit gym and we do we do CrossFit after work, which is which is awesome. And and you also are a regular at you know, even the local gyms, what is it? CrossFit Watsonville? CrossFit Watsonville. Yeah. Which yeah, is, right yeah, that's, that's become, uh, yeah, definitely a big part of uh, my life now. I, I love going to CrossFit. I go several, several days a week. Um, and it's fantastic. It's a thrill. I, I, it's, it's, it's punishment and I love it. Right. <laughs> You've lost a ton of weight since you started the program. I remember um, seeing you when you came in and I'm like, man, this dude's got like a six pack now and <laughs> cool tattoos. I'm like, man, who is this guy? Like where'd Greg go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was, I was in pretty bad shape physically when I came in and I remember, um, wanting to, uh, you know, improve my health physically. Um, I remember doing a yoga practice, um, while I was still up in the detox cabin and 
I was able to hold a plank, but I was not able to do a push-up. I was <laughs> I would collapse. Yeah. Um, and that's something I did during my program was was you know sort of keep track of how I was doing week in week out. Mm-hmm. And it was I was always amazed looking back how far I would come in just a week. You know, just keeping that consistency up. Um, and then you start making these positive changes. It was uh, fascinating to watch. Is it important to keep track? like of of your of these things because i know in phase two you give clients um like a graph Mm -hmm. right can you tell us about that yeah yeah we um we have this score sheet called the daily self-reflection exercise score sheet um which has a whole bunch of things that clients do throughout their day some of them in their program and some uh, sort of extracurricular things they do on their own um, and it's things like uh, fitness, nutrition, um, participation in groups. Um, uh, what else is on there? Uh, other things you might do, like uh, some creative artistic expression, journaling, um, reading for pleasure, um, going for a walk, or nature appreciation, things like that. Uh, and you'll give yourself a score for the day and just see how you've done um, and, you know, as you go. Keep track of it day by day. And you can kind of, uh, you know, monitor your progress, you know, and um, it's also an incentive to, you know, hey, yeah, I'll go go take a walk and uh, make that part of my daily routine, Um, you know, or I'll read, set goals to uh, read so much every day. Um, Yeah. Right on. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, because you talked about setting goals and, and the little decisions we make. Like I see, I see the clients from your room walking around with these graphs and they're like, man, look, you know, I scored higher than I did, you know, today than I did yesterday, you know, and, and these are very, these are very specific goals, right? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that we try to tell people, you know, uh, to set goals that won't lead you to failure. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the goals from, from what is it? The daily awareness, um, reflection form are like you know, don't smoke cigarettes today, mm-hmm. right? Everyone in, in rehabilitation smokes cigarettes, yep. you know, and yep. I mean, that's something that we all work on and, and quit eventually, mm-hmm. you know, but um, some of them are like share at group level, right? Share a group level, one response to, you know, your question or to a peer's question, um, you know, helps with public speaking and, and confidence building, you know, like these little decisions add up you know, into until we have people like yourself and myself who, you know, are are now professionals in this industry, mm-hmm. you know, and we started one day, you know, trying to say, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk at group level today. And now look at us, we're you know, we're on a podcast, we have thousands of listeners. Which I is, know, I know. Right? It's it's the basics. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone, which which here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was doing this until what an hour before we started. Yes. Uh, you know, and I so said the- by by default of who we are, like what we say is important and holds weight because we really live this. Yes. Yeah. You know. And also too, you know, when I think about, you know, who listens to this podcast or, you know, it could be it could be someone who is, you know, dipping their toes into the idea of possibly wanting rehabilitation or you know maybe someone who's in recovery or maybe someone who has a loved one that's in recovery you know for all of us even as a person who maybe just wants to learn more about holistic living 
it starts with the small things, you know, the, mm-hmm. the small decisions we make every day uh, compound into big decisions. Um, you know, I tell people a lot about um, the idea of being the bigger person, right? And being the bigger person is is bigger person decisions, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, someone looks at you funny in traffic, right? And you're like, what are you looking at me for all weird, you know, mm-hmm. or or someone steps on your sneakers in the in the supermarket, right? And you're just like, oh man, you know, uh, being the bigger person, it's like, you know, I'm going to let that stuff go and I'm going to choose the high road and, and bigger person decisions turns us into big people. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Dependable people um, in different areas of our lives, you know, um, and that's really good for our own narrative. You know, we talked about the, the narrative of thoughts that we have going on uh, in your mind, you know, my mind feels like a, like a big hamster wheel. <laughs> Sometimes there's, I don't know who's in there. Sometimes it's not even me, you yeah, know, but, uh, but um, yeah, you know, let's talk a bit about that. Like how do, how do you influence or how do you direct clients towards recovery in, in phase two of being more self-aware um, with the Elevate program? Um. Good question. Good question. Um, a lot of it, you know, paying attention to your uh, internal dialogue, the way we speak to ourselves. Um, we do the mindfulness practice every day, um, uh, every morning, and it's it's uh, comes in uh, various places throughout the program. Um, and I will uh, encourage clients to totally just be aware of, you know, what are you thinking right now? what uh, what are your thoughts what are you uh what are you feeling right now um it, it, just be aware of those things and um especially with your uh, emotional state the emotions are such a big part of uh, you know, everything we do um the the choices we make the relationships we have the way we communicate with others um i like to think of like emotional agility you know recognizing that these states don't last forever you know and being able to you know sometimes you got to tread water sometimes you got to weather the storm um sometimes you got to manage your stress um as well as you know appreciate the um the good things um it can be so easy to get defensive you know put your guard up i think we do that very well um changing things to more of a um a gratitude uh, finding gratitude in things and shifting to a, uh, a more optimistic approach it takes a bit of work yeah mm-hmm. all right everyone that is our show for the day we hope you found some value in listening and if you did please share this podcast with someone you know or love you can find us on social media we are at elevate addiction services And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free, confidential, 24-hour helpline at 833-33-SOBER or visit our website at elevaterehab.org.